0: Hi there, welcome to Bias Chinese. This is purely, deeply, truly, personal. I'm a Mananian Chinese mainlander, and I've spent the first 30 years of my life in China, which means I've been through the reform and opening up, the earthquake in 2008, the buildup of the Great Firewall, and lastly, the COVID-19. In this podcast, I just want to give a common individual Chinese perspective on the things happening. Because I'm sick of propaganda. And I simply don't want to be represented by anyone else without my consent. Like millions of the commoners in China, here's what I think. According to the data published in 2020, the number of Chinese people who were born after the year of 1990 is around 520 million, accounting for 37% of China's population. They together are forming a new reality in this country, and I'm one of them. I was born in 1992. The crucial year that the old Communist Party leader, Deng Xiaoping, compromised and gave a final call on the reform and opening up policy. But firstly, let's rewind. Three years ago, in 1989, Chinese people were very close to a chance of rebuilding a democratic society after the heinous Cultural Revolution and its unbearable economic consequence. At the moment, they were like, fuck it all, I've had enough. Desperate economically and mentally, they walked onto the streets. This is how I understand this event. And here's my tip for you when communicating with China's youth. The first thing you need to figure out is to separate Chinese young people into two groups. Those who know the Tiananmen protests in 1989 and those who doesn't you would have totally opposite impression on Chinese young people if you're lucky enough to come across both of the types. Unfortunately, I feel like 80% of them don't know what happened in that year. This is my personal guess about the segmentation based on my experience, which is, of course, totally subjective. But I can give you two funny examples about the situation in mainland. I used to work in China's media industry, and there is a rule within that still goes on till today. Every year around June 4th, the anniversary of Tiananmen Square, 1989, normally a month in advance, all the media will turn to the mode of vigilance. That is to say, the comments section of every article will be closed and everything posted with a hint of reminding the event will be detected shortly by backstage national security police and the account will be shut down. Every media is trying the best not to get involved with anything with it, or else the staff or the chief of the staff will lose their jobs this action has been taken since the year of 1989. A new generation has grown under the seamless administrative implementation over the past 30 years. So the irony comes when people have already forgotten about it. However, this action itself still keeps on reminding them what it is for. In 2021, Little Red Book a big Chinese social media platform crossed this red line by accident. It posted through its Weibo account a sentence like, feel free to announce what day is today. It meant to say it's Friday, let's chill. Without knowing, it's also true and force. And it couldn't have imagined that its account was shut down and lose the 10 million followers within minutes. So little red book along with its 10 million followers, were stroke-stupefied and bewildered with a big why. When I saw this news come out, I laughed out loud like a fool. Man, sometimes reality is funnier than drama, you see. I can imagine the innocent face of the social media editor for Little Red Book, who must be one of the Z generation, sitting on the office chair, puzzled and speechless. And this young media newcomer, along with its major young followers, would have been digging up the truth the whole night and then came across the knowledge of this event that the action has all the way through hid from them. You see the paradox? And you know what? It happened again a year later in 2022. Li Jiaqi, the number one live streaming seller and influencer in China, hit the Waterloo. On the same day on June 4th of 2022. When he presented a tank-shaped ice cream on his channel, his streaming was suddenly cut off and his business was shut down around half a year before he came back. A huge number of audience, as well as Li Jiaqi, were forced on the crash course on Tiananmen protests by secretly asking around from those who has access to VPN. At least some of my friends ask me like that. Even with a detailed study about the symbolic image of this event. This kind of black humor happens in China day by day, year after year. The thing is, when you live in this kind of catch-22, you won't think it's funny at all. Like when you know it is a matrix, I'm the type that would choose the red pill without hesitation, but there are people, not a small number, as I've seen over the past 30 years, who chose the blue pill. Also, the vast majority still live in the matrix. Remember, my estimation is 80%. And do what they're programmed to do, which I think is not fair for them. But the blue pill type thinks I disturb their self-content happiness. So the reason why I tell you about it is that I wish you could join my red pill team. Whenever you come across people from this matrix, please be patient. Don't be mad at them. Don't call them stupid. Whenever you feel like criticizing anyone, just remember that all the people in this world haven't had the advantage that you've had. By F. Scott Fitzgerald, Great Gatsby.